So, Steve, Bank Holiday's done and dusted, mate. We're uh, we're into the normal schedule of, of of TT now. We've got an evening session tonight. Who do you think's going to uh, Who do you think's going to go fast tonight? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we've been trying to catch Steve for the last half an hour now. As we've walked around the paddock, Steve has stopped at every single tent, every single garage. He's had his photo taken. He's been surrounded by a bunch of kids. They've had their photo taken with him. The problem with Steve Player is he's just too famous. Roll titles. <laughs> so luckily, somehow, I managed to get Steve away from everyone. We've, we've now stuck a GPS tracker onto him so he can never be lost again. You all right, Steve? Tip top. Good. Bang on. I'm living the dream. Oh, nice. No, I'll tell you what happened to me this morning. I went out for a lovely little run down the front, turned around the harbour, come back through the banking area, and some big seagull unloaded itself on me. So today's a lucky day. Apparently that's very lucky it's for very, you. It's very, hold on, did that really happen? Honestly, just making this it up? really happened, yeah. The fact that you went for a run surprises me a little bit. I know you were running last year, but I didn't think you were, you were going to be running this year. Well, my dad's always said to me, I'm always running away from things in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've seen that firsthand because you're never around us. <laughs> right, anyway, today we thought we'd head to uh, Steve's favourite suspension company, K-Tech, because they've got a little van down here. So, Steve, what are K-Tech here for? What do they actually end up doing? Well, man, they do a lot of hard work, obviously. They, they distribute worldwide suspension and obviously they're massively into sports from short circuit racing, British Superbike, World Superbike, and of course, all of the roads uh, that are raced. So uh, TT is a massive thing for them. Uh, it's a great place for marketing and for showing off and for developing their suspension units. So they're here to support the riders that are using uh, their brands, uh, shock absorbers and forks. So um, they send a team out to service and revalve and look at and check through and uh, make improvements. Shall we have a look on the uh, on the van? Let's have a look. I'm here with K-Tech's main man, Stuart Bland. Right, fill us in then. You obviously, you've got the K-Tech tech truck here. I can see in the back there, the boys are flat out. They've got forks stood up and servicing. There's some stripping down going on. What kind of things are the, are the riders asking for around a TT course? Well, we're supporting all the riders here and uh, obviously we're debriefing the riders after sessions, working with the teams. Um, they're looking obviously for the bike to be very stable here. Um, obviously always a compromise because you've got all sorts of conditions, but um, you know, we, we, we listen to the riders, then we make adjustments to, to make the bike the best we can around here. Which rider moans the most? Oh, well, do I need to tell you? <laughs> no, no, they're, they're all pretty good to work with. It's, um, and uh, our job's quite a bit easier than it was a few years ago because I think the bikes are very good, the tyres are very good. And I think, in, you know, in general, it's, 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 it's fairly um, easy to, to make the riders happy now. That was a very diplomatic uh, answer, that was. <laughs> but what I want to know is how, how does a suspension differentiate between short circuits and road? Not a great deal these days. In the old days, everybody went soft for the bumps and everything, but the bikes are that powerful now. You still need the support. So it's only small changes, really, from a short circuit. So exactly the same internals, cartridges? Yep. I think, literally, you would come here with a short circuit bike and then, and then work away with small changes. You know, the days of changing everything just for the TT have gone. What about conditions? Obviously, this year, you know, 23 were experiencing unbelievably good mm. heat 
Uh, yeah. Does that change suspension settings and, and feedback from the riders? Not at all, really. I mean, obviously, the, the speeds are going to be higher straight away, which is, is good for us because we're going to get, you know, we, we like people to, to go out. A lot of people will go out and they're, they're not going particularly fast and they, they, they sometimes tune all the speed out of the bike when they're not up to speed. So, you know, it's nice that the conditions are good and everybody's going fairly fast straight away. That makes it easier for us. Did you say that the riders detune the... Well, when they say, for example, when they're when they're only going round at 115 mile an hour and yeah. they're trying to set the bike up for 115 mile an hour and then they're trying to do 125 uh, for the race, it, you know, it, it's not a true reflection of where you want to be with the settings, really. So it's nice if they go fairly quick straight away. So you need that rider to get up to speed. Yes, absolutely. And then you adjust from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And how important is it for KTEC, you know, to be promoting themselves for the with the Isle of Man TT? It's the most important well most important event of the year for us because we're a worldwide company distributed and all, all over the world, the TT is recognised everywhere. You ask, as great as BSB is, if you ask somebody in America or Japan about BSB, they know what BSB is, but it meant, as soon as you mention the TT, their eyes light up and they know everything, they know all the riders, and it's, it's, a, huge tool, it's a huge tool for us and, um, to, to, to further the brand. OK, well, good work. Keep those boys busy in the back of that truck. <laughs> yeah. Sun's still out. Guns are almost out still. I've uh, I've had to put some sun cream on today, Steve. Have you put any on yet? You ain't got guns, mate. You got water pistols. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but in all fairness, yes, I have. Um, I've had to, mate. I got sunburnt at Kirk Marker yesterday. Luckily. Well, you say it's sunburnt. It's a lovely, it's a lovely mahogany. I think that would uh, mahogany <laughs> would be called. Tell the people where we are right now and what is happening as we're gearing up for the uh, for the second session of, uh, of right. We're of in this the TT. we're in the Park Ferme area where all the guys are garaged up uh, temporary for the evening for practice coming on day two. So obviously they've broken the ice. They've got some cracking mileage yesterday. Some of the boys have got eight laps on the solo. Sidecars have mainly got four to five laps. So you know they're all kind of bedded themselves into the TT course and uh, they've had the first run out on the bikes just to check the gearing, you know, bed chains in, get everything sorted. But so now really. It's the time work will start with making changes. Can we nip into, we're right next to FHL Racing. Can we nip in here? Because I've just seen something. It, it looks like it should be an oven for, for, for roasting chickens. I don't know how to describe this to the people out there. So you've obviously got tyre warmers on bikes. Then you've got the racks that hold the tyres that are going to be placed on the bikes afterwards with the tyre warmers on. But then this has got some sort of silver foil over the top of the rack. That's mental. Yeah, it's basically to keep all the tyres warm inside. Now, for World Endurance, for many years, most of the teams have big ovens uh, and don't use tyre warmers to heat the rim and everything that goes with it. That's the same kind of basic idea, because obviously you've got more than one bike in this awning with the FHO team, so you've got multiple wheels just to keep warm all at the same time. So you warm the rim up as well as? what? Do, what Very does important what does to warm do? the rim up, because it distributes the heat much quicker into the tyre once you get going. Very important. That's what a tyre warmer is designed to do. I know the guys listening to podcasts can't see this, but the, the tyre warmer on the, on the most modern warmers come around the tyre and then wrap around the inside of the rim, the carbon rims on the M1000RR, to keep everything warm, and it disperses that heat much, much quicker once you get rolling. Hey, more importantly, let's pop around the corner because Pete Clifford's in there. He is Hickey's electronics man. He's one of those magicians with a laptop that works his magic 
uh, on on all of Pete's bikes. Pete, sorry, mate. I know you're in the conversation there, but jump in, buddy. I was just saying to the guys uh, listening to the podcast that you know, obviously the guys have probably had seven or eight laps on various bikes yesterday, so they've broke themselves in nice and gently, and now it's time to get to work. Pete Hickman, obviously your main man. What kind of things is he whinging and whining about when he's circulating around? What does he want to change for day two on the electronic side? Not a lot, really. No, he's quite happy with it. He's, um, he just loves riding around here. You know, he's just, he just loves this place. You know, he, he just comes in after the first time and just says, awesome, you know, just brilliant. And he, he just, he's riding around. The biggest thing I'm doing, really, is making sure we've got enough fuel to get around two laps, really. That's the biggest thing for us. So is that, is that what the electronics can, can do? Because to a layman like me, Electronics means absolutely nothing. It means the ignition turning on, so you've got lights and you've got indicators. But on these things, it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Is it adjusting the fuel injection and adjusting the amount of fuel that goes into the engine yeah, all through the can, electronics? We can adjust every, everything on it, really. The engine braking, the throttle control. Uh, so we're looking, really, at making the bike as easy to ride as possible because it's so physical to do six laps around here. You don't want to wear him out by getting bounced about and the bike being too aggressive. So... The first thing is getting the balance of the chassis right, so it's nice and easy to ride, yeah. and then getting the power to fuel ratio right, so that um, that we're going to finish. Really, it's pointless being the fastest man out there if you're pushing it up from governors, which he did last year. That, that'll <laughs> wear, that wear him out. It did, yeah. The first just on, on top of that, obviously, you're the you're his main ally at the British Superbike Championship. Um, how different is the setup electronically from a short circuit to the Alaman TT course? Um, we don't tend to change a million miles, really. I run a slightly different ignition table, uh, mainly because we run the bike a little bit leaner. And this year's engine is uh, uses more fuel than last year's spec engine. So, and I had to find compared to BSB. For us to complete two laps, I had to find an extra 1.6 liters in two laps. So I had to sort of be trimming it out in various different places to try and get the fuel so that we could guarantee it was going to get over the line each time for refueling. Uh, this engine uses more fuel, so I know I'd have to go even further with it. So you're trying to temper the ignition with it, because obviously, as you know, the leaner you go with it, the more temperature it, you get within the engine, so you've got to manage that as well. So it's... Uh, yeah, just, get, just getting the balance right. On. Now, we saw yesterday on day one, everybody's on a mega pace straight away. You know, Pete himself was heading towards the 132 until, until the Chaka flag come out at the end of the session. But is it now, is it, it really important to be on the pace very early to make sure you're getting that fuel consumption correct, that they're at the right pace to test it? No, not really, because it'll get better as the week goes on. Um, all the time with all the riders, really. Your first two or three nights, they tend to get a little bit throttle happy. So as the week gets on and you improve, they get smoother, the throttle action gets smoother, so you're a little bit more economical with the bike. And uh, so it tends to improve from that and they get smoother and just keep the bike rolling, whereas they tend to, they're braking a little bit more, accelerating a little bit more, rather than making it roll through everywhere. Last question from me here. So prior to all these electronics happening and you being able to change the engine braking, change the fuel and change the mapping, Back in the day, how would you adjust all those? How would you? Ch can you possibly change the engine braking, or, or, or was that not the case uh, back well, in the day? Well, you've had fueling modules on bikes for quite a number of years yeah. now. You know, like the power commanders and um, rapid bike units. So you can modify the fueling, 
on the four strokes, two strokes, it was just jetting them really when yeah. you did those. But uh, yeah, you've always been able to control it a little bit to get the best out of the engine. Um, but now it's just a lot more complex and you can do a lot more with it. So it's, you can, you don't tend to lose out too much with it. You can keep the performance levels quite yeah. high on the engine. Sweet, thanks Pete. Good luck tonight, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Attention paddock. Attention paddock. Technical inspection is now open for Super Twin and Super Sport numbers 1 to 25 only. One guy I want to catch up with is looking pensive. Is is Dom Dom Herbertson? Dom, come around here. You are in trouble again. Take that. Put that right close to your face. When are you ever not in trouble? Verbally. Well, I race in the F900 Cup, and um, I can't keep up with him on a bicycle, so I'm always in trouble with you boys, aren't I? <laughs> always in trouble. What do we know, kids? Why are you? Hold on, sorry for for the guys listening. Why does it look like you're about to go on a shift at Nando's? You've do you got, know? Do you know got... how expensive tyres are? I do, yeah. Double shifting's a thing, my friend. You know what I mean? If you grafted so, you'd know. Chris Pritchard obviously knows how expensive tyres are because his first call to me this year was, can you get mini tyres from the BSB paddock? And did he? Supermoto. And did he? And did you? Mate, no, <laughs> Mickey, Mouse, Mickey Mouse cycling tyres like he uses. No, you can't get them in the BSB paddock. <laughs> love it, man. They do, on the, on the small bikes. I can't, I can't get my brain. Sorry, I, I need to explain this because people are going to wonder what I mean. You're wearing some sort of like... Um, I don't know how to explain this. It's like a pocket beyond a pocket in a pocket it's, with lots of pockets on. It's the Narnia of pants world, son. You know what I mean? Nice. Just, there's a lion, there's a witch, and somewhere in this wardrobe, there's all sorts of mysteries. But there we go. Is there a snake in there? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as this is getting, I'll tell you what, we're having some weather, mind. Who Beautiful, else isn't you it? spied? It's seen someone else more important than you. I it's don't seen blame John. Him. Look, there's hip and hop there. <laughs> 129, my man. Come in here, you. Come and stand next to this man a minute, please. Pretty please. I was speaking to I was speaking to both of you today, actually. This is your hero, isn't it? it I'll tell you this what. No, I'll tell you what. The, hero. I tell, like, the mad thing, right, like, last year, a lot of pressure on the shoulders and stuff like that, and everyone's like, you, you, weren't, you weren't the John McGuinness we're looking at now. You know what I mean? New nope. teeth, tits and tan. You are a brand <laughs> new fella, aren't you? Tattoo, 50-year-old, MBE. <laughs> Styling now, yeah, we've got all that underneath behind us, and we're all right. We're good. Yeah, hey, good. What, what about last night? Flipping, you, you set off at your fastest pace last year, and you're flipping on it straight away. <laughs> you're the most experienced man around here. What? Do you, seriously, what do you put that down to? That the pace is much higher than last year. Well, the track's in absolute mint shape. Even like you can attack the last sector as well. You know, through uh, Governor's Dip and all that. And, and like I say, we, we've been around in the cars like, whoa, this is mint. You know, a little bit of resurfacing, a couple of seconds here, there, but. I think, I think all the top riders are in a good shape. They're on the, on the same bikes they've had the year before. Uh, everybody's been really putting the effort in. We've tested in Spain, BSB, all the BSB testing. I've done the same as well. I put the leg in, you know, and uh, it's weird. I just got, I got a little bit last year. I got a bit tense on the bike, a bit nervous, and, and I wasn't. I was just holding myself a little bit. Last night, I was just letting the brakes off, dropping the bike on my knee. And riding how you're supposed to ride, and you think to yourself, all the years of experience I've got, you can still go into bad places. But last night, I was like, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I'm having to do. Did that feel like a 129 last night? Uh, yeah, I was, you know, it was frustratingly, I got yellow flag <laughs> down uh, down down Braille as well. Never uh, stops, is it? I, it I just comes out. Cheekily wanted a 130, and uh, who <laughs> doesn't, John? Yeah. I got held up down Bray Hill, I got held up by a couple of other riders, and uh, it was a short lap as well. So, you know, if I'd have got through the line and not held up, it would have been knocking on the door. But uh, I, I must admit, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I was, at, I was at Kurt Michael 
yesterday doing the TV job uh, at Douglas Road Corner. Mate, you were so much smoother than any man out there. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, we worked, worked hard on the rear tyre. We've been a bit of a lot of work with Metzler. You know, as you know, I've been a Dunlop man for a lot of years, and last year I didn't have the confidence, and this year we. I've told them what we think we should have. We, they've made it. It's made it a lot better. So it's right. made my confidence up a little bit. And uh, seems to have quite a variation. I did a bit of an interview with, with them today, and they've got four different rear tyres. Mm. You know, it's a it's a big choice and a lot of work to test all those tyres here. Yeah, absolutely. We did. We, you know, we was out spinning the laps at the Northwest 200. I've been out spinning the laps in Spain. You know, you don't just rock up with new rubber and uh, you know yourself, Steve. You know, there's a lot of work goes in and. I want the job to be right, I, you know, I want to be, I mean, it's the only thing connecting you to the ground is your tyres and, you know, behind your brake pads, it's the most important thing on your bike, but, uh, yeah, and, and I changed my style a little bit as well, I've just been sort of leaning over a little bit more, not moving my body, uh, it's hard to explain, but we worked on it a little bit on the data and we're thinking it's not as aggressive, I sort of lean my bum off and then put my bum up quite fast and it sort of unsettles the bike a little bit, so I've just been... Trying to flow a little bit more, and uh, weirdly, it's sort of working. Treating your fire blade like a lady. I always, I always talk to my lady, much. She's a big lady. She's a fast <laughs> lady. It felt fast going down the Silver Street <laughs> last night. I'll tell you. And we're doing, we're into 190s on it. So, and Hickey did 200, didn't he? So, <laughs> she's insane. And Dunlop did 22.9 on his pattern. I, I was listening to that on the radio because I'm in a separate session. I was just like, everybody means business, yeah. uh, and they're hungry for it. So. You know, I just want to go along with the flow of the meeting. At some point, I'm going to I'm going to hit a speed where that's it. I'm done. Can I do one, three, fours, fives, sixes? Probably not, with all honesty. But you know, I don't care as long as I, I, I didn't, didn't realise you, you're in the program riding the Sport, but you pulled out of that. What? Any particular reason? Yeah, we had to run my own team last year, and it was taking a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it was taking me eye off the ball for the Superbike and, and Superstock. And uh, Honda didn't want me to ride it. I, I respect that. You know, it's. The Honda is quite difficult to get speed out of it. You need a, to be on it all the time where somewhere like Clive is. And, you know, I tried to get one of Clive's bikes, tried to get to Bummy one, but... But SMT last year, give me the shot. I'm not going to kick SMT and, and Robin Croft in, in the shins here. I mean, I think what happened last year was it was a box tick because SMT and Robin Croft is back in this paddock with Rob Hodgson with an Arctic and a real nice setup. So, you know... We didn't, we didn't actually get the results last year, but he's back into it and we need sponsors and we need people to give yeah. people a chance. So. With you not being on the Supersport, do you feel at a disadvantage or not? I do, yeah, I do. I get frustrating because I've yeah. seen all you guys going out as well, jealous. Uh, but I probably feel a bit fresher. I did yeah. four laps last night. I know the track, don't I? I know, you know, so uh, it's a bit yin and yang, is it? You know, a bit like, yeah. you know, yes or no. Uh, can fully concentrate on the kudos races they're the big races everybody wants to be at the front of so yeah I'm making a change because deep down I really want to ride a 600 yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not so I've got to accept that and get on with it yeah so no but like you know the advantageous side of it you know being on the slower bike you're cornering more but do you think with your experience that's not actually needed anymore well make it sound you order than you are there John you know what I mean but this is the first call for the owners of the uh, motor vehicles and motorcycles part of the end of the next uh, you've got 45 minutes to full TT Mountain Course Road Closure. They've got the tow truck for uh, Steve Plater's wallet. Just get that off the circuit. He dropped crane. it last night. Yeah, the crane for that one. <laughs> for me, for me back wheels. It's full of, uh, full of dust in there and moths and that. It never gets open, I'll tell you. I don't think, I've ever, seen I don't think he's ever bought me a drink. You don't, you don't get rich, <laughs> do you? Buy, you don't get rich buying drinks, do you? 
That's where I'm going wrong, 100%. Anyway, do you know what? You asked me sort of a really intelligent question there for you, Dominic. And I, I did. <laughs> no, 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 thankfully, jo- thankfully, jo- thankfully Gary came in with, with a ding dong and uh, stopped me from answering it because I was like, it's a bit technical for you. Uh, no, Dominic. but hey, mate, I'm trying to pluck you away. I'm trying to see what my edges are to get on you. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to ride the Super Sport a bit harder. Hey, yeah, yeah, Super Sport bikes, you've got to scratch your plums in on one of them things yeah, yeah. to go fast and. You know, I mean, the lap record on one of them is nuts, 129.6 or something. It's faster than I went last night, which is bonkers. But And they're on slicks. Is that going to be a 130? Uh, yeah, I don't uh, think the slicks really make much difference on a super sport bike. You right. know, I think maybe overtires them a little bit, you know. Maybe you need to move, they move, need to move a little bit. I don't know, I mean... It might might give them a race record, I don't know about a lap yeah, record. I don't, I don't think there's a right lot in it. Uh, Stocker, maybe. Hey, uh, the, hey, there's a lot of air changes on the mountain, mind. You know, them little bits, them couple of seconds here and there. Do you know, Tire, I, 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 I'm putting, yeah, how much money you, you've got loads of money, I can't gamble what? against you. Steve Plater, put a quid on it. Are you putting a quid well, on I'll it? I'll put a quid on it. I think, well, I think I 130, 130 will go, yeah. 100%. If it's a proper race, then it'll go, won't it? If we get weather like this all the way through practice, then... Hey, forget lap records. What I want to know is, what is John McGuinness's target 2023? <laughs> Love it. What are you going to go home happy with? Podium, I think. But I, I'm probably not fast enough individually to be on the podium, oh, but at the end of the day, a podium would be now. I'd love to stand up on that steps again. I could just boil my piss a little bit. I read the programme and I said I was an outside chance of a podium, so it's good for motivation. Huh? I just have a look at that. <laughs> We've been here before. I, I, hope, you, I hope you stay as a, a, I hope you stay as a, a podium, <laughs> an outside chance, because I don't want that tattoo. Yeah, well, he's having a tattoo. He's having a McPint tattoo on him somewhere. Oh, it's a McPint tattoo as well. Yeah. Oh. On your toe or something, because I know you're a bit emotional about it. You never had one. You're a bit scared. Just get one on your toe. Who do you think you are now? You've had a little tattoo, and all of a sudden he's a big man. <laughs> I'm hard. I am a hard northerner. <laughs> Morecambe, different breed. Different anyway, breed. What's anyway, this? Is this some sort of podcast? I have no idea. Which one is it? Where are we at now? All I've done all day is grab my balls off talking official, to you. Official else. TT podcast. Is it a podcast one? Right. Can I go now? Can I go? I'm going to get ready to sell. Right, right. Cheers, Thanks, boys. Right. Have a good one. There's Dom trying to steal my job. How's about I just jump on your bike and take that for a spin, eh? He's not listening. Hey, I'll tell you what. Go on. How good is it to see McGuinness motivated? That's, I was saying that in office earlier. I was saying yeah. it's, the, like, it's the most motivated I've seen him. Not that, he, not that he ever comes around just to ride around, but you certainly felt it the last few years that he's, never is he making the numbers up. And I, and I don't want to disrespect him by saying that, but he comes here and, he, and he's done what he's done. And he, you can see it in his, his body language. He feels that there's a podium in there, yeah. and there genuinely is. Shall we see how this action gets on right now? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm going to leave you to go to the TV now. Uh, I'll catch up afterwards, mate. Catch you later, mate. So that's it. It's almost quarter to ten at night. Everything's calming down. The sun's gone down. It's starting to get very, very cold, and it's going to be very cold in the passenger seat of Alan Founds. Very. Because uh, break, literally breaking news, a statement has just come out and I'll read you the first part of it. ACU Events Limited, race organisers of the Isle of Man TT races can confirm that Jake Lowther, passenger in sidecar outfit number seven, has been excluded from the 2023 event following a positive drugs test. Gone. Gone, mate, yep. And you know what... Uh, is zero tolerance and, so it should and be fair play to yeah. the organizers you know uh, i'm very strong about that and very negative towards anything anything like that and uh, there should be more testing not less yeah we you know you, you you think back to the old days where people would laugh and joke about joey you know rolling out of the the bar straight onto the bike and off 
it's, it's a great anecdote when you think about it 30, 40 years ago, but in this day and age now, you can't, it, is, it should be a zero tolerance, and it is, and, and the guys have taken a stand, and um, obviously that's a, that's a good thing, not great for Alan, after coming back, and he, he needs a passenger, so. Yeah, I mean, he's reached out, and I believe he may have found somebody to, to replace, so we may see him out tomorrow yet. Would you yeah. say he's Or by the end of the week, anyway. Found someone. <laughs> right, let's move on, guys. That's cheap. <laughs> That's, che- that's really cheap. <laughs> anyway, what a day. What you know, a day. Weather's been great uh, across the island again. Um, some low sun tonight, as there always is in the evenings. Some fast pace straight off, straight out of the hatch, in all fairness. Harrison, Hickey, uh, you know, pulling the pin and getting cracking straight on with it. Um, Sidecar's been going quick as well, mm-hmm. so it's kind of all to play for. However, we're edging nearer and nearer towards the end of the week. So yeah. we'll fast be running out of... Uh, practice time and getting a good setup yeah we lost uh, the practice session for the uh, super twins and super star uh, super sport sorry because of a an oil spill uh, that was from bagaro down to kurt michael that was cleared up and the sidecars managed to get out so if we just recap those times quickly hickey was the fastest tonight a 132 dead i think it was uh dean second and then michael dunlop was third on his super stock bike not fastest on his on his super bike super stock bike uh still in the 131s yeah, fair play. However, Hickey had a trip across the footpath, Bradenbridge. Um, he did. You know, it just goes to show these boys aren't hanging around. They're trying, even though it's only second night of practice. So, trip across the footpath, um, and, and then he pulled off at um, Balacrane and come back by our road. So, whether he had a problem or not, or whether he made a mistake, it's yet to be known. Yeah, maybe he just scrapped the lap because after the mistake he'd made, he made, he thought better of it. Who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll chat to him tomorrow. The other part with oh, Hickey right. as well. Um, of course, the Super Twin and Super Sport was cancelled tonight, as you've just said. Um, but that was going to be Hickey's first run out on his Yamaha on his R7. So he oh, still hasn't yeah. ridden that bike yet. So he's on the back foot with the Super Twin. So you know, there's been talk and talk about uh, breaking the Hutchie record of five wins, but that's yeah, going to be a tough one. It will be. We'll get into that one later. If you're listening. Why not make sure you hit that like button wherever you're listening to it? We've got loads of features coming up over the next couple of days. Me and Steve head to the RI tent, polish some helmets, each of us. Can I say that? I just have. And we're also, we're going to nip down to the living quarters and we try, we're going to try and jump into a few uh, motorhomes, see, uh, see how these riders relax during, uh, during a bit of downtime. And then before we do go, don't forget, if you are on the island, you're listening to the podcast... If you see a very attractive young man in a very, very attractive small blue car with a top down, a tiny bit of hair blowing in the wind, that's Steve Plater, everybody. Make sure you give him a wave. <laughs> That'll be me. Looking good. <laughs> see you tomorrow, guys. Good night. <laughs>